You've got to stay 12 months ahead in your goal setting. You've got to stay 12 months ahead in your marketing calendar. You have to stay 12 months ahead in your training curriculum, right? So you got to stay a year ahead, gang. It's not once a year an exercise where we market out that we plan out the year and we set out our goals, right? Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Francis. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Francis. And we are in the end of year energy podcast. Can you feel it? Can you feel the energy? I hope you can. We are fired up here. Why? Well, because we've been through the fire, as we talked about in the Phoenix plan, you know, we're rising up from the ashes and we're continuing to focus and we're continuing to move forward regardless of of what we've been through. We have all come out of this stronger, I believe, even if you don't feel stronger, you are. But we specifically have been focusing on the end of year energy because I don't know, some of you maybe have end of year fatigue and we want to talk about how important it is to, as the leader of your company, that you have to set the tone when it comes to the energy and the focus. And again, this all boils down to your attitude. So this is a part two of a two-part series that we are doing here to wrap up 2020. We've been focusing on the board meeting. So that end of your energy, very pragmatically, what does that look like? How do we organize the energy, right? We want to organize the energy, focus. Here's what's important now. Here's what's important next. That's two of the main objectives of the CEO. And you think about your scorecard, it's casting vision. This is what's important. This is what success looks like. This is where we're going. And this is how we're going to get there. And then it's, this is what's important right now. This is where we need to focus right now. These are our priorities right now. And what's important next, this is where we're going. And so we're moving towards this. And everybody should be able to see the the path. Just like if you put in a destination in your GPS, you could see, okay, we're going to go from here. I see it. I see how we're going to get there. Everybody needs to be able to see that. So as a CEO casting the vision, determining what's important now, what's important next, and the board meetings enables you to be able to do that very, very specifically. I love this conversation, Dr. Beat. I love the end of year energy. So, you know, frankly, I think I get more done in the last six weeks of the year than I do in all of the other weeks combined. I know, I just, I know I love to close open cycles. I love to check off checklists. I love to button things up, knowing that I'm going to catapult myself, my team, my business, my life into the next year flying, right? So you heard me in the last episode say that I think the beginning of year energy and that whole New Year's resolution, New Year, New You stuff, I think that is so wildly overrated, right? So yeah, you know what? That was That's probably a cute idea that came out of like the 1950s and 60s. But in the modern world, man, I think people come limping out of the holidays, right? And they come limping into the new year. Man, let's face it, every year is tough. This year has been crazy. You know, and then on top of that, you start throwing the all the craziness and the demands of the holidays on top of it. And then we're supposed to come out of it chipper in the new year. Man, I don't want to downplay. If that's your thing, that's awesome. For me, it's like, let's finish the year strong, right? So you talked about contagiousness, right? I want to make sure that we are clear. We picked that up where we left off in the last episode. We're talking specifically about the contagiousness of your attitude, right? So as a leader, listen, we're all tired. 
right? We're, uh, there is a fatigue that has set in this year, right? So yeah, the truth is, is as a CEO, you don't have the luxury of a bad day, to be honest with you, <laughs> right? So as a CEO, you have a different gear. You have another gear, right? And that gear is called your attitude, right? And you have the opportunity to choose the attitude of a leader, which is going to be contagious to your team, to your patients, to your practice, to your business, right? So you get a choice, Like right now, doc, you could literally, it takes no investment of time, energy, focus, or money. Right now, you can make a choice. I'm choosing my attitude. I've already chosen my attitude for how to finishing this year strong. I'm going to finish this year with gratitude and recognition for the extraordinary year we just had, the training that we just all went through. Man, it's in the military when they talk about people with the, there's two types of people, the people have seen combat and people that have not seen combat, right? So let me just recognize you guys right now. You have officially seen combat. Combat, right? So it's like now on the other side of this, peacetime is going to feel a lot easier. And your team has gone through an, ex- an incredible blessing and incredible tr- training that they are stronger for it. They're more skilled. And man, your business is, I won't say it's bulletproof, right? But I'd say that it's a lot stronger than it was before 2020. So what a blessing this year has been. We're going to roll into 2021 expectant that it's going to be an even better year. And I'm just so ready to have this conversation. Part two of the board meetings, as we tee ourselves and our teams up for just an extraordinary 2021. In the last episode, we talked about the first two board meetings, which is the vision casting board meeting, and then the remarkable product and product process. Vision casting is obviously where we describe this is where we're headed in the next 12 months, in the next five years. This is what success looks like to us. And then Dr. Pete, we've got the remarkable product and process, which of course, make sure that everybody in our team has total clarity around exactly what is the value we bring to our community? What is for sale here in this practice? And exactly how do we deliver that value? Today, we're going to unpack board meetings number three and four, right? These are our quarterly meetings in the EOS system. Gina Wickerman calls it the pulse meeting, right? The quarterly meeting. Some of you might do it on-site or off-site, right? So this is when you get everybody together, you hunker down in the bunker, you get in front of that whiteboard and you host your board meetings, right? So this is board meetings number three and four, where we're going to talk about remarkable goal setting, which is where are we going? And then remarkable marketing machine, which is how are we going to get there? Yeah, I love this. Where are we going? How are we going to get there? So important. And, you know, one of the one of the first things we have to look at when we think about where are we going is we have to look at our vision. So we can't set goals without a vision. So you said that, Doc, and it's so important. And what kind of vision you have to have, you have to have a clear vision. If you don't have a clear vision of what success looks like and and where we're going, then it's impossible to set goals. So the first step really of remarkable goal setting is to actually have a clear vision of where we're going. So and some people, you know, struggle with this more than others. I'll tell you, goal setting gets a a lot lighter when you have a clear vision. When you start with your vision, it actually naturally progresses into a actual goal setting conversation, you know, because naturally you you think, hey, if we're going to get here and again, you're setting your GPS, like we want to go, you know, across the country. Well, then it's very natural to be able to like actually look at the path that you're going to take to get there. It's very natural. So in, in other words, we're not wishful thinking. We are setting a vision. And now we're going to set the destination on the GPS. And this is how we are. This is how we're going to get there, which is the marketing plan. So your goals and your marketing plan work hand in hand with the vision. So the goal says, hey, this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going. And so we look at a few different areas of your business specifically. Okay. So when it comes to goal setting, it's really important to get this right. So we talk about the gears, you know, of the machine doc, you've talked about this a lot. I, I love hearing about this in the academy. And I know you know, it's, it's expanded even over the years, but we've identified there's really 
you know, four things that we're going to be focusing on as far as goal setting. And you should be focusing on goal setting with your team. Number one is attraction. Okay. So this is all of the energy that drives people into your practice, into your business. So you might break it down into maybe three categories, internal, external, and digital, right? And we know that when you set your goals in 2020, you had to pivot your goals because for many of you, your goal setting, your 2020 goals had a, a number of, of new people coming into your business through some external streams that just all of a sudden dried up right away. There was no water in the well. And so you had to go somewhere else. You had to adapt to that, right? So like you said, Doc, I loved how you said that, you know, the combat, not combat. Y'all been through combat now. So we're going to be a lot more sober and realistic uh, when we set our goals, I think. But we're also hopefully going to be have a lot more courage too and say, hey, look what we were able to accomplish. We can do this. So you're going to start there by saying, okay, for us to be able to get there, this is all about reverse engineering. Like you said, Doc, in our last episode, but you start with the year. Okay. So I, I like to say it like this. We set our corporate goals for the year, set the corporate goal for the quarter, and then we set the individual goals for the quarter. That makes sense? So you go big, and then you go small, smaller. And that's the only way to goal set. You can't, like if you said to me, Dr. Pete, what are your individual goals and part of the team? I couldn't tell you accurately what my individual goals are until I know what a corporate, our whole goals are for the business for the year, and what our whole goal is for the quarter. Then from that data, I can now say what my individual goals could be and should be. Does that make sense? So from an attraction standpoint, let's start there. We first start with, okay, who are these new people that are going to be coming into our business and how are they going to get here? And so we have to start there, right? So we start with attraction and then we go into the next category, conversion. Okay. So once people come into the business, they go through the conversion process. And then the third mechanism that we're looking at is retention. Okay. So these are first three. And then the last one is collections or revenue. Those are the four areas that we focus on. There's other areas you can set goals for your business, but at a minimum, those are the three domains of your business that you absolutely need to set very specific measurable goals for. And then obviously revenue being the fourth and final piece, which is where we capture value. So we actually are measuring the value that's captured by all of this work that we're doing. It's really important. So we want to keep this simple for you, Dr. Steven. One of the things that I love about you know, what we're able to do in the remarkable practice, we take what can be very complex and, and kind of convoluted in some ways. We just simplify it down, very systematized, very organized, very structured. Again, it doesn't have to be hard, it has to be organized. And that's what I hope is that when it comes to goal setting for you, just simplify it down into categories, traction, conversion, retention, and collections. Just simply start there. Watch how much, you know, more accurate and more focused everyone can be on your team just by doing that. Yeah. So you use my favorite F word, which is focus, right? So focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity, right? So none of us want to be busier. We all want to be more productive, right? So there's nothing like goals and setting targets to make sure that your team knows exactly what to focus on to drive productivity, right? So I love the expression, fuzzy targets don't get hit, right? So one way to make sure that there's clarity with the targets is that you set objective KPIs or key performance indicators, right? So in the categories, as you said, Dr. Pete, we're looking at attraction or marketing. We're looking at conversion or sales and compelling people to take action. We're looking at retention, which is creating ideal clients and customers or patients and collecting ideal patients. 
And then there's revenues or collections, right? So it's the money coming across the counter. So attraction, conversion, retention, and collections, categorically, those are where we tell our CEOs to track their metrics, right? So giving you a peek behind the curtain in our Remarkable CEO program, what we'll do is we'll say, identify the three outcomes you really want to drive in each one of those four categories. So, you know, I love this expression, the outcomes you want to drive truly what you're doing is you are choosing your outcomes, right? So you're telling your team, this is what's important here. This is what matters right now, right? So this is what's important right now, right? So when you look at attraction, you might say, we're looking at leads, lead generation, internal, external, and digital leads. Those might be the three KPIs that you talk about when it comes to attraction and marketing. You're saying to your team, this is what we want to focus on. This is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to incentivize, right? So you don't get what you want, you get what you measure. And you don't get what you want, you get what you incentivize, right? So the power of choosing your outcomes, guys, this is like buying your own Christmas presents, wrapping them up, sticking them under the tree. I get so energized by this. I'm like, man, 90 days from now, where do I want us to be? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to point all of the resources of this team in that direction. Everybody's going to have total clarity around attraction, conversion, retention, goals, specifically three KPIs for each one of those four categories. And one individual on our team is going to own it. One individual on the team is going to be accountable to that number. That doesn't mean that they have to do everything, but they're going to be accountable to make sure that everything needs to get done. Man, I I love this conversation. It's so rich when you actually start to unpack it and you start to get into it. Goal setting can be just becomes so much, I mean, I dare to say use the word fun because you actually, it becomes almost like a game in many ways because when you start breaking it down in this way categorically and you start breaking them down into smaller and smaller goals incrementally, and then you were able to delegate that over to a person who's like, I see this. Yes, I got it. Yes, I can do this. It's just there, the energy, you talked about the energy, the energy is so amazing. And so again, it starts though with you've got to get clear. This is where we're going and then breaking it down. So like you said, with the CEOs, we break it down and say, hey, if you were to pick three, just pick three, the top KPIs, they don't just live on a goal sheet that you set and you put on your wall. No, these things live on somebody's scorecard, right? These live, you know, in your weekly team meetings, you're reviewing these things on your scoreboard. I mean, we've talked about these things in the past. I mean, this is a living, breathing document. Your goals document is, is alive and well, and it's being nurtured and looked at on the daily basis. You know, maybe not that exact sheet, but it is when I look at what I'm responsible for and what I'm accountable for and what we measure here and that matters the most. We are tracking the things that drive the outcomes and we go far enough upstream to know like these are the things that influence. My favorite part of the goal sheet, Doc, is the action items. I find that the better you are at at determining what action steps you take, the more likely you are to actually hit your goals. And so I think what happens is sometimes where some of the subluxations can set in is I set the goal, but I wasn't sure how to get the goal. And that's where as a leader in the organization, you know, that is one of your, one of your responsibilities. The COO as well plays a part in this. We talked about the, the trifecta and the roles. One of the roles of the remarkable COO is to actually own the scorecards for the people, which also includes you know, the action items, but they're not alone on that. They, they actually should work hand in hand with you as a CEO to really help with this. Cause this is the strategic part of goal setting. So goal setting is it, that doesn't accomplish anything. What accomplishes is, you know, I always like to say, uh, priorities, you know, 
everything is what we do. Everything else is just talk, right? Priorities are what you do. So it's action. Your action steps are the things that drive your goals. Otherwise, it's just talk or it's just something you put on a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything. Until it's connected to specific actions that drive towards those outcomes, I will not be empowered as a team member if I don't know what's, what action steps I have. So remember, goal setting doesn't just stop with we set goals. It actually starts with that. Then we go layers deep into what are action steps that are going to drive this outcome that you are now accountable for. And I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm here to help you with that. So CEOs, remember, we got to hold each other's hands all the way to the finish line. This is a done with you, not a done you know, for you journey. You know, a chiropractic, we say, is a done with you program as well. Well, so is being a CEO. You know, things are going to be done for you, but it got to be done with you to a point until you can be handed off completely. And so this is significant when it comes to that goal setting is really giving everybody the steps that they need to take to be able to drive through those outcomes. Hey, CEO, there are three skill sets that drive high-performing teams. Hiring right, clear expectations and agreements, productive delegation, training, and equipping. This is Dr. Pete, and you're invited to join myself, Dr. Steven, and our entire TRP coaching team for the awesome two-day 2021 kickoff event, The Remarkable Team Building Immersion, January 15th and 16th, hosted in the U.S., and February 5th and 6th, hosted from Australia. We're going virtual, which means that no matter where you are in the world, you can make it. Our five 2020 virtual immersions were awesome. We learned and improved the experience each and every time, setting up 2021 virtual events to be even better. Of course, we miss being live and in person, but the upside is more full teams are able to attend the events together and practices are growing. And we're releasing our new workshop format for 2021 immersions. Pick from a series of 12 specific workshops designed for the unique positions on your team. Whether you're a front desk check-in CA, Checkout CA, tech CA, back office CA, office manager, COO, associate DC, or CEO, there will be a separate and distinct breakout workshop that will be powerful for your role. And CEO, you can head back to work Monday knowing your team is equipped, confident, and on fire. We will skill drill your team until they have it nailed. Don't miss this one chance. The team building immersion only happens once a year. And when you register now, you'll get 66% off tickets for yourself and your team. This seminar is regularly 2997 when you attend a live venue. It's now available online for only 997 because it will be streaming live. Now go to remarkablepractice.com forward slash events to get your tickets. And now back to our conversation. So I study success and specifically I study successful chiropractors. Like to, that to me is just fascinating, right? So one thing that I know, and I love the expression, success leaves clues, right? So when, whenever I'm studying different successful chiros, what I'm looking for is behaviors. I'm looking for common behaviors, like what exists in this business that exists in this other successful business as well. And maybe what's missing in the businesses that are not as successful, Right. Hands down, the number one common behavior I see in successful chiropractic businesses is goal setting. No question about it, right? So success leaves clues. So are you goal setting docs? Like going into 2021, maybe this is the one thing you're like, you know what? 
this is the thing I'm going to do better, right? So the three takeaway points before we shift into marketing, which is, you know, the next part of this conversation is number one, be very specific and deliberate around how you set your goals because you're choosing your outcomes. You say, okay, so what outcome do I want to drive, right? So that's the KPI, right? Be very deliberate and specific about it and make sure obviously that you're setting a target. That's a number that's measurable, right? That's number one. Number two is determining exactly what activity will predictably drive that outcome, right? So, you know, we're taking you from a benchmark towards a goal. Like, where did we start this quarter? 90 days later, I want to be at this number. What activity, because you can't do an outcome, right? What activity is going to drive that outcome, right? So specifically, and then based on that activity, who's the right person to own it, right? Somebody has to be accountable to it. So that's number three is the accountability, right? And assigning it to one person. Listen, we're all responsible, but one person's accountable. There needs to be a name on that number and they are accountable. In other words, they are reporting to the team every week. This is where that number is. This is why we're on target. This is why we're off target. This is where I need to help support, et cetera. So those three things, absolutely pivotal. Dr. Pete, that's goal setting. Let's talk about marketing calendar. Yeah, I love the goal setting marketing calendar connection and and they go hand in hand which which is beautiful. So, while the goal setting tells us, you know, where are we going to go, the marketing plan and marketing calendar tells us how we're going to get there. And so the first thing you need to put on your marketing calendar, if it's not your marketing calendar, it's on your calendar is when your board meetings are going to be this year. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and throw that in there. Please put those on for the whole year. Just like, you know, you're going to put on all your other events. If it's you not put scheduled, on your, it's not going to happen, period. Yeah, right. you got to schedule it. And I, and I'm, I know I've, I've repeat my, repeated myself a couple of times. It's from the, uh, experience, scar tissue. If you do not schedule these meetings, they will not happen. And then you're going to be kicking yourself, scrambling, and you'll be halfway through the next quarter trying to do your board meeting from the last one. So make sure you get these things blocked on the calendar. Everybody's eyes sees it. They all know. Everybody's in. Cool. That's what we're preparing for. So whether your marketing calendar is its own calendar or is it lives on this global calendar that you use for your whole business, I don't know exactly how you set it up in your business. But I had you know, really two different calendars in my practice. One was the calendar of the business, which again, we always look at it 12 years or 12 months at a time. And you know, on that you have you know, the holidays and you have you know, when people are going to be out of the office and that's more of an administrative HR type calendar where you just see where everyone's going to be and you set all that a year in advance. Like I, I try to tell all my team, listen, if you want to be, you're going away in July, when are you going? You're asking for that time off. Let's get everything on the calendar. So in the marketing calendar, make sure you see what your schedule is. Because the last thing I need is to have this huge event in our town that I, two of my A players keep out of pocket. And here we are, we're supposed to be at this big event and we don't have a team there, right? So Make sure you plan a year in advance. That's the first thing with marketing calendar is you got to look a year in advance and you got to make sure you put the things on the calendar that are already set, set, like when the holidays are, when you're going on vacation. We've talked about this before. You know, when your board meeting is going to be, make sure you get all those things put into the schedule and then look at your marketing plan and marketing calendar so you can be successful and not be competing with yourself. The worst thing that can happen is when your business competes with your life, or your, your business competes with your business. You know, we don't want to have that. So the key of, of successful marketing planning and marketing calendar is actually have a global calendar to see the whole thing at a year, at a minimum. And then you can start to put at the appropriate times the right the events that you want to do, knowing that every event has a 7 to 10 to 14 or more day runway leading up to it. And that's another thing is if we don't have enough time built between events to promote them, 
a lot of times they fall flat. So that's why you need to have a a one year look ahead for a year, okay? And then you break it down quarterly and you look at the quarter, then you look at the month, then you look at the week, then you look at the day. So the way we market is we market to the year, to the quarter, to the month, to the week, to the day, right? And so when we do that, that's when marketing becomes successful. But we always have our eyes on the year, the quarter, the month, the week, the day. And this way, every day when I show up to my huddle, I know what our theme is. I know what our focus is. I know what we need to be focusing on today. That's how we win. We win the day. That's how we win the month, the quarter of the year. That's how we do it. Marketing is like that. You know, because today when you did that Facebook Live, you're like, well, they didn't really do a lot. But when you add that one with everything else that you're doing over a period of a month, it did a lot. And that's why we have to have a bigger vision so that the, the little things that we do when it comes to marketing matter. Like just talking to people and inviting them to the workshop. You might think, well, no, but if you don't do that every single day leading up to the event, it doesn't work. And so every piece matters. So first thing with marketing is, Setting that big picture, start with the big picture, and then you start to reverse engineer it back. Yeah, this is the essence of the marketing plan, right? So tease apart the marketing plan from the marketing calendar, right? So to be able to say, listen, we're going to go high level first, and we're going to put that 12-month calendar up, and then we're going to put right next to so we got that 2021 calendar in this conversation. 2021 calendar's up on the wall. Guess what's next to it? 2022's calendar, right? Because why? Because CEOs know you have to stay 12 months ahead in your marketing calendar, right? So there's a couple of things, Doc, if you're writing notes right now, you want to write this down. You've got to stay 12 months ahead in your goal setting. You've got to stay 12 months ahead in your marketing calendar. You have to stay 12 months ahead in your training curriculum, right? So you got to stay a year ahead, gang. It's not once a year an exercise where we market out that we plan out the year and we set out our goals, right? So this is the time of the year when everybody hunkers down and gets their eyes on, you know, okay, big plan for next year. But this is a quarterly discipline, absolutely, for a CEO and a COO to do together, right? So that's part of the plan, right? So we get that marketing plan and keep it 12 months out. Now, when we do that, we go from high level, it's like, let's put those big things in place. Then we'll put the smaller things in place and then we'll put the smallest things in place, right? So you start fleshing out that calendar. And then what you look at is like, we've got internal, external, and digital marketing happening, right? These are the three tributaries of new patient leads that be coming into the practice. When you put together your plan, typically what you do is maybe you'd say a third of our resources are going to go towards internal marketing, a third of our resources are going to go to digital marketing and a third of our resources are going to go to external marketing. Well, here we are in this post-COVID world. If we learned anything in the last six months, maybe your community's not ready for the traditional external marketing elements that we would do, dinner talks, corporate wellness, spinal screenings, et cetera. You might say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to divert those resources and I'm going to spread them across internal and external evenly, I'm going to do 50-50 this next first first and second quarter, maybe going into 2021. Or maybe you're like, no, I'm going to do like one third into internal and two thirds, I'm going to push my chips in and become an expert digital marketer. I should say the manager of an expert digital marketing team of experts, right? So we want to make sure that we're using leverage here. So, you know, leverage the expertise 
of these SEO experts, Facebook, Google AdWords, right? So you want to have a team of digital marketers that are answerable to the person on your team who's accountable to digital leads, right? So don't try to become a digital marketing expert yourself. So this is part of a plan gang, right? So that plan manifests onto your marketing calendar. And last thing I'll say as far as a calendar goes is you may want to have a supplemental calendar as far as a content calendar goes, right? So kind of pull all of those elements that are going to go on your Facebook page, your website, your social media presence, whether it's Instagram, your YouTube channel, your, maybe you're doing a podcast or what have you. Just pull those things off so that you're your marketing calendar doesn't get too crazy because there's usually a lot of detail on there. I find that to be a best practice is to have a content calendar that is a reflection of what's going on in your master marketing calendar, right? So it doesn't just get too crazy and too busy in this modern world where we're leveraging digital marketing so much. Dr. Pete, critically important, we have our marketing plan and we have our marketing calendar, which of course is a reflection of where we're going, which is objectively measured in our goal setting. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.